The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Flyers Talk Podcast. We have so much to get to today. A lot of news in the hockey world surrounding the NHL and other sports in the sports world. I'm Katie Emmer. Today we have Jordan Hall, per usual. We also are joined by Taryn Hatcher, who's given us some insight on just what she's hearing and also just updates on the team. You guys, thanks for coming in to do this pod. It's it's crazy because we're normally talking a lot of hockey news today. We all have to be on phones and away from each other because the Wells Fargo Center, of course, is closed due to cleaning. But um, Jordan, just starting with you, what have been your initial thoughts uh, and reactions to hearing this news surrounding the Flyers and overall just the sports world? My initial thoughts, I think, are that there's just a lot of uncertainty. You just you just don't know when things will resume. Um, I think you just have to rely as much as you can on the medical experts and the updates they give the teams and the league and then how they um, and then how they send them uh, out to everyone and to us. So I think that's been my initial reaction is just the uncertainty, the unknown. Um, there's nothing there's no firm plan of when things uh, will resume or what teams can do. Uh, during this period, it's a kind of a wait and see, but um, I think really health and safety comes first for everyone. And uh, now it's just kind of a, a, a standstill. Um, and uh, I guess we're just going to have to really wait and see and just rely on on the medical experts uh, giving us everything they know each day. Um, and, that, and that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, that's the thing, too. It's completely out of our control, guys. We cover sports, but this is something you, you just have no answers for. And Taryn, I mean, I think you could describe a lot of what you've told us in the last couple of days just with going to the team to Tampa. They're not having a hockey game and you just got back now to Philly. And it's just these players, they don't even have answers, even the coaches. What's the reactions from the team and just how did you feel being down there with them? Um, I mean, it's really been a bizarre week, right? Because Tuesday is the Bruins game. And at that point, um, you know, Phil- officials in Philadelphia are advising against uh, crowds of 5,000 plus, and then there's the Bruins game and it's packed house. Um, and at that point we were asking Matt Niskanen about what do you do if you play and there are no fans. And then in the span of two days, it went from that is a hypothetical that we didn't know might even happen to now games are not happening. Um, so it's just, I think it's crazy. Everyone's trying to wrap their head around it because it's such a like rapidly developing situation. And you know, I know I mentioned this before we got on the phone. The crazy thing is, is that as reporters, sometimes even though we can't always talk about it, we're constantly sourcing and trying to get the inside track on right what's happening and what's going to happen and what people do know and, you know, how they're trying to address things. And we're still doing all of that. But the problem is right now it's because no one has any answers. There's no information to source. There's nothing anyone can do. If you talk to the coaches or the medical staff or the players, 
you know, everybody has a different idea, I think, based on their hopes of what might happen. But there there just are no answers. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre to not to not have any idea just we got off the team plane and I looked at the plane and I literally was like, when is the next time I'm going to be on this plane? I have no idea. Man, so yeah, it's a very eerie feeling. It's very odd. Yeah. And yeah, you talk about that for us personally, like we were all ready to cover that game, of course. Um, and Jordan and I, we don't travel with the team. So we were ready to cover that game. I know you were too down in Tampa and the emotions for us getting ready. We're not the players. I can only imagine just getting ready for their game day routines and the emotional and physical draw that they have. They're getting ready for a big game against a top opponent. I heard you ran into a player on the elevator. I mean, what was it like? Was the team just literally sitting around phones waiting for the news? Well, it was, it was interesting because things, there were a lot of inklings in terms of people, I think suspected what was, what happened was going to happen. Um, You know, certainly the NBA made the decision the night before MLS made that decision earlier the day or earlier that day to pause, suspend their season. Um, and so we kind of had an idea that was going to happen. And then you start to hear as you're around the team and you're running into coaches and players and medical staff and everyone um, that like I, I heard from a hotel worker. So, you know, someone said, I think one of the refs just left the hotel, like just checked out. And I was just like, excuse me, what? And then um, you need a ref for a game. <laughs> yeah. And so that was my first indicator that this was probably going to happen. And then, yeah, I, I had run into some players and we were on the elevator. And one of them had told me that um, one of their buddies was getting treatment and was told, just go home. And um, that's, Man. you know, you're sitting there and you're like, well, th- this means one thing. Um, that either games are not happening tonight or whatever it may be, but it's certainly, um, yeah, it was bizarre because we all, I think, had our suspicions that at least for that night or the, the immediate future games are going to be suspended. But then when you actually hear the season is on pause and none of us now, the team, the coaches, us as broadcasters, yeah. you know what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks in terms of, when does this come back? What do we do in the meantime? What do we talk about? Like, can the team still be around each other? When can they practice again? Like, and there, again, there just are no answers to these questions, which is insane to think about. We're really in uncharted waters here. Yeah. And you have a great point too. Of just, we all did sort of have those suspicions. I mean, my personal thing was logging on to Twitter, Jordan, I don't know if you too. I mean, we went on to Twitter and we, we see the NBA suspends the rest of their season. I mean, what crazy news to see And the biggest thing guys is, is just how that drew back to Wells Fargo center. I mean, the team, it was the Utah uh, jazz, I believe. And a player on there played the Pistons and the Pistons were at Wells Fargo center on uh, whatever night that was against the Sixers. I mean, everything crosses over and, and here we are with a closed down arena in a closed down NHL season. I mean, Jordan, I don't know about you, but I certainly just went on my phone, saw that news, and you you definitely had sort of an idea that the next morning, like Taryn mentioned, there might be something to deal with the NHL here. We may be without sort of anything to cover in the upcoming weeks. Absolutely. And once the NHL came out with their quick statement uh, Wednesday night that they were um, going to have an update on Thursday, I think the general consensus was that 
they were going to suspend the season. I think the reason they, I think, waited was because obviously it takes time to consult with people and have a plan in place uh, to announce. So I think there was only um, that was the only reason I think it was delayed until Thursday was that the NHL had to put something together before they release it to everyone. But I think the overall consensus is, yeah, the season was going to be suspended and there was going to be some weirdness to that situation because, like we all know, hockey is 24-7. It's, you know, if you're waking up in the morning and you're going to a morning skate or you're going to a practice and then there's um, stuff between and then there's a game at night, uh, it's it's all the time. So now you go from hockey all the time to – uh, to now nothing. <laughs> and I think that's that's unusual for people like like all of us that uh, work around the sport and deal with people constantly uh, morning, afternoon, night. Uh, it's weird not having that. I just just today I was reaching out to um, to a few um, organizations. Uh, I was reaching out to a few places regarding Flyers prospects and I was just trying to maybe get an interview to do a story uh, on a Flyers prospect, and I heard anything, right, right? Yeah, and and it hit me that well, yeah, that you know, all of their seasons were postponed, and people aren't really willing to talk right now. They're trying to comprehend the whole thing, uh, and I heard back right away that uh, I'm not going to name which uh, which team I reached prospect. out to, but I heard yeah. back right away that uh, we're not doing any interviews at this time. Thanks, and that it was that that was about it. So. Yeah, just a weird period. You're trying to talk to people. Yeah. You would love, to, you would love to move forward and discuss and write about hockey, but um, I don't think anyone's really in that spot right now to do so. I think just like us, we're all trying to comprehend it, and it's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, and you guys know me. I like to be positive. I think all of us like to be pretty positive uh, after this news sure. came out. I mean, it's really hard to see through that, and just it definitely is weird, guys. Not a single sport on TV. I mean, what a weird feeling. Uh, I would bet that none of us have experienced in our young careers. But uh, just just the way this has been, I, I love sort of the ties on Twitter to try to take advantage of this time, just as individuals, us in sports, and, and even maybe the players. I mean, it's definitely a chance to. There's my motivational spe speech today, you guys. Look at that. Look at me. Yeah, just take advantage of your free time. No, but it definitely is something that I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is a good thing. You know, you get to uh, fix up the house or I don't know. A lot of us probably don't. Whatever. Help out the parents, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> hey, Terrence, spend time with Koo, right? You get a, you get more time with your yeah. cat. And Jordan, you get oh, more time with Charlie. He doesn't want to. Yeah, he doesn't want to hang. Koo likes his alone time. <laughs> this is the word. I love his... I love social face, social distancing is something that Koo has practiced for many years <laughs> and that he would like to maintain good at. And everybody uh, coming into his house is not really uh, on his agenda for the future. So, so he was yeah, he's any just, photos you can keep putting on Twitter. That'd be great. I'd love updates on how <laughs> Koo is doing with you being home more often. But yeah, I mean, you definitely have to look at it in a positive way. I don't want to get too into this, guys, but like, I don't know, for me, I'd completely believe that if we didn't see that player uh die like get tested and diagnosed and that game called off like the sequence of events in the nba that night like i feel that safety is of course the number one concern but as far as how quickly things would have initiated like the league would have been suspended and then the nhl and then you see high schools and colleges like i believe it all happened then because of that player like i don't know if we'd be in this position now compared to next week, if there wasn't a player t like diagnosed with coronavirus, would we agree? 
Like, yeah, but I think for sure. And and Gary Bettman like directly addressed it. And I kind of give him kudos for this because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of talk when you try to be proactive. Right. When you try to do something before something bad happens, Um, you know, in present time, it seems like, you know, you shut down the NHL before anybody that we know of has tested positive for coronavirus. And you have a lot of fans that are, you know, disappointed, et cetera, et cetera. But then. Time and time again, when we look back at history, just beyond sports, there have been a lot of times where people have not been proactive. They've been reactive. And then, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we look back and we're like, why did they do more at the beginning? And so I try to look at it as a blessing in disguise in the situation in terms of it was a very public NBA all-star who kind of had made light of the situation and was one of these people who thought, like, you know, this is not... This isn't anything, you know, the biggest fear is fear itself. And then all of a sudden you see Donovan Mitchell has it. And, you know, yeah. the more tests you run, the more and it gets more and more real. And, yeah. um, and I think Gary Bettman did a really great job in addressing the fact that he straight up put on there because of the arena crossover and the amount of common spaces that um, NHL and NBA players use in those arenas that are used for dual purposes, like the Wells Fargo Center. Um, he said, I think you find very quickly that someone in the hockey community would come up with it. And I'll, I'll tell you right now from being a person who is in the underbelly of the Wells Fargo center every day for morning skates and for games is that a lot of the areas that we use are the, are the areas that visiting NBA teams use. Right. And so there is that not just us at NBC sports that the actual team uses, because that's how those arenas are set up. And Certainly no one could ever see this thing coming and plan architecturally differently. You know, it's it, that's not how the world works. But I think it was great foresight by Gary Bettman to just say, you know what? I don't I don't need to see this happen in my league to have some kind of reaction to it. I think what we've seen is enough. Um, Jordan, do you, Oh, sorry, Jordan, Taryn. No, you're all good. That's kind of I mean, it's just props to props to him on just trying to get ahead of it before you end up way behind the eight ball. Yeah, and Jordan, I was just about to say, I mean, again, we we heard from Taryn just with Gary Bettman's comments. It truly is reactionary. I mean, nowadays it seems to be. Do you think if Rudy Gobert wasn't wasn't diagnosed that night that we would be I, – I do see us being in this position, but as quickly as we were, would you think that we'd be right here right now on this question. Friday? Yeah, I don't know if, like you said, I don't know if it would have happened as quickly as it did, but – I definitely think that was uh, the starting point of it all um, because like Terrence said, and like you said, um, a lot of NHL teams share arenas with an NBA team. So um, at that point, yeah, it was, it, it was wild at how quickly it happened because, you know, Tuesday night, the Flyers play the Bruins and even Philadelphia, uh, the, their health department uh, of this, the health department of, um, of the city of Philadelphia recommended, uh, folks not going to gatherings of over 5,000 people. Well, the Flyers play the Bruins and they had 19,000 plus and it was packed and loud. And I think people were concerned, but also just um, were more playing it. You know, they were, they were conscious of it, but um, I don't think they knew how serious it could be. And then once, you know, a player comes out and, um, and it it turns out he tested positive for it that's when it triggered everything and that's when it went really, really fast. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think if it wasn't Rudy Gobert, it would have been 
it would have been somebody else. And then all of a sudden yeah, a great point. that would have, that would have um, triggered everything. So yeah, maybe, maybe uh, the Flyers play a game last night. If it does, if, if that player didn't test positive and it doesn't come out, but like Terrence said, I think the NHL did the absolute right thing. You have to get ahead of it now. Uh, the, the health and safety of everyone comes first. And I yeah, just want to really, just... really quickly, something, some food for thought here as well. All of this has, you know, we don't know how far back people have had this, but been asymptomatic, so on and so forth. But one of the biggest things that we cannot harp on, harp on enough as Flyers fans is Oscar Lindblom was in the Wells Fargo Center on Monday for a team picture. You know, the, you need someone who convinces you that this is a good idea. He is one of the most at-risk people right now, and he's like a son to Flyers fans. You know, and right. the reaction to his diagnosis and everything he's been going through has such a profound impact, not only on the team, but on on the fans as well, and on, on those of us who cover this sport because of who he is. He is a person who would be directly impacted by a potential asymptomatic infected person at the Wells Fargo Center who, you know, clears their throat on their hands, touches a table, Oscar picks food up off the table and, you know, touches his eye. It's that, as far as we know right now, it it could be that simple. Um, And so we have to remember, these aren't just, like, we keep seeing graphs and percentages and numbers, but all of those numbers are people's lives. And some of those people that could potentially have been infected and, and affected by this are people that are near and dear to many of us. So, yeah, I'm off my soapbox now, but I, no, I, I want to make Taryn, sure it's a great point. Well, no, Taryn, exactly. it, hit, it's a great it point. hit me too when, as I was watching um, the team picture and I see Oscar and I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like, there's Oscar, like, so glad he came. And I noticed after one or two quick snaps of uh, some pictures, uh, they quickly kind of scurried Oscar off the ice. And it hit me. Remember, I I texted my mom and I was like, oh, my gosh, Oscar was at the team picture today. And she was like, oh, it's so cool. I saw she was like, were they concerned about it? And it hit me that that's why he kind of scurried off the ice very quickly because, yeah, it's it's scary. So and, many and, people. Yeah. There's a lot of people. He's in a public arena. And that was before we really even knew of, that was Monday. That was before we really knew of the severity of this and how quickly it's gotten worse. And uh, that's when I realized, like, wow, that's yeah, this is no joke. Like we got to be careful with this and especially with someone like Oscar and his situation. So I'm glad that everyone's getting ahead on this and everyone's taking it seriously. That's very positive. As much as we all miss hockey, obviously we all miss each other and the game, but uh, I'm glad everyone's taking it uh, as serious as possible. That's, that's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Your life is the first and foremost thing, right? I mean, you, you have to agree with all the leagues. Like, of course it's hard to, uh, take on the circumstances guys you know what i think about too is there's some uh i fall like with the college hockey uh mantra and guys again life it's so much more important than sports i completely agree with both of you um but just the circumstances again going back to what i just said like could you imagine being a college senior though and and you're on like there was i think western michigan was on the bus they're going i think to play und but don't quote me i I forgot what their game was they're on the bus to go play a, a game and here they are. Oh, your season's over. Uh, hockey's canceled. Sports are canceled. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine delivering that news. Um, again, life is much more important. Like, I will keep saying that because I don't want anyone to think, you know, sports are never, it's, it's so much bigger than sure. sports. But 
gosh, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate for us, but I, I couldn't imagine you guys being a high school senior, being even on a team that's, I think Bundy's daughter even was on the verge of a state championship birth there. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's really a, a tough thing that I think everyone is feeling. And even people who aren't athletes, we know Flyers Nation and all the fans, it's, it's hard that you guys turn on the TV and no sports. I mean, what a, what an interesting time. I mean, that being said though, for me personally, like focusing on the NHL season, I really want to get into this because yes, there's so many answers that we do not have right now. And I don't even think Gary Bettman has, I don't think anyone has because it's such a fluid situation and this is medical. This is stuff that's out of our control, but I like going off of what we saw Adam Silver say last night, the NBA, at least 30 days. I mean, I feel, yes, we can expect that same thing with the NHL because, yes, I do feel like a lot of the leagues are going to do sort of the same thing. I mean, I don't see them not not. Uh, I think they all have to go along with that. But definitely, come. I mean, we hear the NHL, we hear Gary Bettman yesterday saying that they pause, they pause the season. They plan to come back, right? Like, I see this in 30 days. I see a completely different circumstance. Again, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. I'm hoping for a different circumstance. And I think we all are. We're hoping for, you know, this doesn't get too out of control and people stay healthy. And this is, this is controlled, but I see the season starting back up again. I, I do see, and I don't know the circumstances. I know the uh, NHLPA, they're working even on free agents and how these guys, if they can go home or not, they're working on different things. But I see this season starting back up again. Uh, Taryn, like, I don't know where you stand on that. I, I just feel like we definitely will. I can't say definitely, but I do feel like we'll see the Flyers play again in a month. I try to always base what I say off of what I see from people who know more than me, um, which is players, coaches, team staff members, broadcasters who have been in the business longer than me. And every person you ask has a different answer. Everything from three weeks to three weeks, they'll jump right into the playoffs with what teams made it. Three weeks, they'll go back, you know, in three weeks and they'll start from, you know, whatever team played the least amount of games. Everybody starts with the record at that game and plays from there on out. That's who makes the playoffs. Um, You know, that hockey won't be back at all. I have heard every variation depending on who you talk to. Um... And same thing with when you talk to people about, like we've all said, we are certainly not experts on pandemics or viral diseases. None of us are epidemiologists, but um, you you hear the same thing from expert to expert in terms of how this thing is going to play out too. So I don't think anyone has a clue, which I know is all we keep saying this whole podcast, but everyone you talk to has a different theory in terms of, you know, I'd have to look at the league standings right now, but if the, the team that's played the least amount of games is 65 games and a month from now the league can go, but they want to jump right into playoffs in order to try to limit amount of games, so to limit fan exposure or wh- whatever they choose to do, and I have no idea what that is going to be, um, then you essentially have to look back at game, let's say it's 65, and see where the standings were at that point in time, and then those at that point, that's the fairest way to, to dictate who makes the playoffs. Is that fair to teams that maybe made a hot run after game 65? No. Um, are players going to be happy with it? No. As you mentioned, there's issues with a lot of free agent contracts. The wording is that those contracts expire on June 30th, not at the end of the hockey season. Um, so you're now 
have to sit there and think, what do these free agents do? Can the league get everyone to sign an extension that extends through however long the season takes? What happens to escrow? Is there an act of God clause in these contracts that, you know, would essentially pause their contracts and then reactivate? There's so many questions. I mean, I would really hate to be in the league office right now because the, first of all, it's unknown. Like they, they, I don't really think you can start to plan too many things because no one knows what you are planning around. This virus has a mind of its own. Um, so it's, it's really challenging. I think it's going to be a really challenging time for really all the decision makers in sports right now, not just for us who cover them that are like, what are we going to talk about? I mean, you're really talking about putting people's lives and potentially their health in your hands, which is not normally the position sports is sports are ever in. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's tough to even sit here and speculate on when or what it looks like or who's involved or anything like that, because essentially players who say, I don't want to play my mother is elderly and has underlying health issues. And I don't want to potentially catch the virus and then go home to my mom. And I don't know that that situation exists, but you, that's bad for that player to say that. Um, So does the virus have to be completely eradicated before we start to play games? What does containment really feel like to people? What is that number set at? There's so many questions that sports can't control and Gary Bettman can't control. So it's, it's really a surreal, surreal time right now. Jordan, do you see it starting up? I mean, I've, we can agree. We, we see them col- or, uh, going parallel with other leagues like the NBA. Um, do you see in 30 days a potential for the team to take the ice again, even for practice? Yeah, I think they eventually will too, but um, there really is a uniqueness to this situation as Taryn uh, alluded to. Like With each day that they don't play or um, or do anything, it changes the entire league calendar. Uh, and then it has a trickle-down effect really uh, in terms of each day impacting, you know, NHL free agency and then the draft and then the next and then the next season. How do they do it? Do they pick up where they left off or do they jump right into the playoffs? Um, I kind of look at it like it's a hopeful situation. Like you're just hoping because I don't think anyone really knows. It kind of reminds me of Nolan Patrick's situation going back to before the season with something like that with a migraine disorder. It's no one really can predict that. It's a, it's a really unpredictable um, injury. And at the time, everyone was hopeful. Like, that was the word. It was like hope and we're hopeful. Um, but you really could not foresee how it would unfold. And I think that's the situation here. You just really don't know. So I think the league is hoping to eventually pick back up. But it's just really going to be a day-to-day process. I think, like, it sounds cliche, but it's really going to be day-to-day. How are things progressing in terms of, um, like Terrence said, containing the virus, uh, vaccines, um, are there more cases? Where are those cases? Um, it's just really, really tough to tell. I think they eventually will, but how, how they do it and how they move forward, like how many, yeah. deaths, where do they pick up? Um, do they shorten the playoffs? I, I honestly have zero idea. I wish I knew, but yeah. I, I just, <laughs> 
And what about the teams, Jordan, like uh, Vancouver and Nashville? They're tied for the wild card spot. I mean, teams that are just so close to getting in and in other leagues too, like the Islanders are a point back from the second wild card spot um, in the, in the uh, Eastern Conference. So those kind of teams, yes. I mean, the Flyers are in a great spot if that were the choice, if they were to pick up at the start of playoffs. We know that. So it's, it's, it's a potential. I mean, we even see yesterday on Twitter with, uh, was it Batman asking arenas to have availability through the end of July? I mean, yeah, I think they're also sort of planning, but they also don't know. Um, right. So it is something that I could potentially see just picking up at the start of playoffs. And as you mentioned, maybe a shorter um, playoff run uh, to, to definitely speed that up. But man, so many question marks and so many empty blanks that we'll see. And again, uh, we'll continue to for Flyers fans out there that don't have the uh, coverage of, of games anymore. Jordan and I, and hopefully Taryn, you'll be joining us again. Um, we'll try to provide as much news as possible. And yeah, guys, I mean, hopefully we do have uh, some better news to be talking about in the coming weeks, but first and foremost, it's all about safety and um, yeah, hope you guys are being safe. It is a beautiful day in Philadelphia. So there's a, there's a positive and hopefully it's a beautiful rest of the week, but um yeah, yeah. On, a, on a lighter note, I want to ask you guys, obviously, I know we'll all be working, obviously, and it's not like, you know, our jobs stop or anything. Um, but without Flyers hockey and without sports, anything fun that you guys are going to personally do uh, to kind of keep your, or, you know, to, to, to take up the space uh, or the void that uh, sports have left us? Anything fun that maybe fans uh, will enjoy hearing that you guys are doing? Yeah, Taryn, any uh, any walks with Koo? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, my cat doesn't like to go outside. Um, I like I'm going to look up jailhouse workouts and get jacked from the comfort of my living room. Oh, okay. Social distancing because uh, I've really been practicing social distancing since morning classes in college that I refuse to go to. Oh, my God. Um, and <laughs> people have started suggesting books to me. I would ask that they stop because realistically, that's not going to happen for me. <laughs> Thank you for the well, suggestions. <laughs> Oh, man. Katie, what about you? That's, that's funny. I mean, I have to agree with Taryn. I'm like, hey, this is a chance to really better myself. I'm going to we'll, <laughs> we'll see about getting jacked. I don't see like that will be happening, but I definitely am uh, trying to learn some new recipes. I am. You guys know this. I'm a big baker, but now I'm going to try yeah. to try to be a cooker here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just just your typical cleaning, guys. And as I think we all could agree with, I am completely distraught. Like hockey is all I really operate on. Um, yep. even if the flyers aren't playing. So it definitely is a, a very interesting time. I mean, even in the off season, there's, there's things going on. There's club hockey, there's anything. Um, so yeah. very interesting time, but again, bigger things to life. Um, yeah, we maybe will I'll see. I'm just going to try to stay busy. Ooh, maybe that's a, a good maybe one. Maybe a Rubik's cube. I have a four square Rubik's cube that I feel like is a starting point. I don't know. Who Guys, knows, I have Katie? another idea. I uh, I would say two years of experience on guitar. I was thinking maybe we could start uh, our own little band, our own little trio. Uh, yeah, I, I have don't to know. practice social distancing. I can't go to band practice. No, <laughs> it's just going to be us three. We'll have chairs about 20 feet apart from each other, and um, it'll be good. Jordan, you can do the harmonica. Yeah, and I and uh, Katie, I know you have a beautiful voice, so you can sing. Oh so you can gosh. be our singer. Yeah. Turn, did you what the heck, Jordan? Last time you told me I had a beautiful <laughs> voice when I sang "Hockey Joke of the Day." Yeah, well, I was like, "Hockey Joke of the Day." And guys, you know my share impressions are unmatched. They really are. They are unrivaled. 
whatever. You this did bring that up. Bogus. The hockey joke of the day. We're going to take a little break on that just in this time. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know. I, I hope fans aren't too upset about that, but uh, they will be back when we have some hockey back. But for the meantime, yeah, definitely stay in, uh, entertained by your guys' funniness. Is that a word? Okay, this, yeah. is, uh, this has been fun. This is General been good. hilarity. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Taryn Hapter, thank you for joining Jordan Hall and I today on the Flyers Talk podcast. Fans, we know you're a little lost out there without any Flyers coverage, but we'll, uh, or Flyers hockey too, we'll, we'll try to do our best to bring you the updates during this time and keep it light and fun uh, and just bring you, again, any updates that we have. First and foremost, it's about your safe, guys. It's about your health, guys. So stay safe out there. I'm Jordan Hall. Thanks so much for listening to the Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, please uh, rate us and subscribe. And thanks so much again for listening. And thank you, Katie and Jordan, for having me. I remember, wash your hands, stay safe, and go Flyers. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.